0: Since the beginning of time, men have objectified women, from tramp to tart, or whore to hoe, and at some point in 2012, a new word was born. That, meaning that hoe out there, or that hoe over there. Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Spiritual Thoughts Podcast, with me, your host, Taylor. So happy to have you. So excited for this. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little lowdown on how this season is going to work. So, I don't know if you're familiar with the map of consciousness or the scale of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins. But essentially, the map of consciousness is based on a scale that spans from zero to a thousand. And there's different levels of emotions. It gives their energetic frequency. We're starting from the bottom and working our way up because in order to reach these higher states of consciousness and really fully embody them and all that they have to offer us, it's important for us to go through and move through these different levels of consciousness. At the bottom, which is today's episode, we will be starting with shame and so shame is at an energetic frequency of 20, and the associated emotional state is humiliation. So I just wanna give you a little background on me. My name's Taylor, and I help people that are on a spiritual path move through these different layers, right? Because throughout life, we are conditioned to believe that we are not powerful, right? We have all the answers that we need within us, but here's the thing sometimes those answers get buried underneath layers and layers of trauma, conditioning, programming, and all those sorts of things. And so you're going to hear me talk about those. You're going to hear me talking about conditioning and programming and the subconscious mind. We're going to keep this shit 100. Okay. There's going to be cursing. We're going to be talking about sex. Um, you're going to be, we're going to be talking about feelings, all these taboo topics, right? That are associated with each level. When we're talking about the word taboo, they're usually these off-limit topics. Taboos are actually keys to unlocking the next level of your consciousness. And so when we remove the shame, the guilt, the anger, the, you know, all these other lower emotions around these taboo topics, then they don't become so taboo, right? And they become these keys to healing. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be integrating these bits of our shadow, these bits and pieces of us that have been tossed away and broken off and forgotten about and rejected, right? So we're going to be we're going to be talking about some pretty legit shit, but we're going to have fun while we fucking do it. Um let's talk about shame. Yeah, shame. We're going to be talking about shame. Everybody's fucking favorite emotion. Not um so nobody likes to feel shame, but we all do unless you are uh, a fucking robot, right? We all feel shame. And we all feel shame for various different things. Shame comes from our programming and conditioning. So it comes from the way that we're brought up, what the messages that were um, taught in the media and movies and TV. When our desires and our wants or our actions don't line up with what we've been taught is Quote unquote good, right? Then we start to feel shame around the things that we want or the things that we desire if they're not in line with what we've been taught we're supposed to want. Um, there's shame around all sorts of things, but sex is a really, really big one, especially for women. We have these deep desires to express and share with people, but we're often too scared to express them or you know, um, explore these because of the shame around it. Before this, this life as a spiritual life coach and a spiritual healer and an energy healer, I did make up at a strip club. And so you see a lot of quote unquote taboo things, um, in the strip club. And the thing is, there's a lot of shame, right? When somebody brings up the word strip club, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Usually people think, oh, that's dirty or, oh, that's, that's so crazy. That's so taboo. Like there's some people that have never even set foot into a strip club before and it's okay if you never have, but I feel like everybody should experience a strip club at least once in their life, just to see what it's about. Honestly, the only reason that a strip club exists, right, is because of the shame That's programmed around sex and our sexual desires. If people were um, more open about their sexual desires and their sexual fantasies, you know, with not just out in the open, like talking to everybody about it, but if they were more open with their partners, places like the strip club probably wouldn't exist, right? And places in porn probably wouldn't exist. Um, Maybe it would, I don't know, but it would have a whole different narrative around it. One of the reasons uh, people feel the need to sneakily explore these um, taboo subjects or these taboo fantasies and things like that is because of the different program narratives around sex. What I mean by that is there are these two conflicting narratives around sex, right? And on one hand, as we grow up, we're taught that sex is bad. If we have sex, we're going to get pregnant and we're going to die. and We're going to get chlamydia and all these terrible things are going to happen. And if you want to explore your sexuality, shame on you, you know, and there's, there's so much, um, so much charged negative, um, connotations around sex. And then kids usually don't feel comfortable talking to their parents about sex or having those kind of conversations with their parents because, they're made to feel that this is a shameful topic, that they this isn't normal. This Nobody goes through this, right? Especially when it comes to like masturbation and things like that. So people don't have these open conversations about what sex actually is and what sex isn't. And so kids turn to porn, right? They They go on the internet, they look up porn, and then that's where they get their sex education from. And I don't know about you, but yeah. Porn might be fun to look at every now and again, but that's not real sex. Real sex doesn't look like that. <laughs> I mean, not if you're enjoying it, right? Real sex involves sweat and, and, uh, you know, weird faces and conversations, uh, and consent and all these other things that, um, you don't see in porn. So as you're, you're, um, coming up through puberty. And you're exploring these topics, you know, you're not really getting the right information. And so we carry those, what we learn about sex from our teenage years into our adult years, right? Because most of the time, I mean, how often do we really talk about sex honestly with our friends or do we talk about sex honestly with other people? We're taught that sex is bad and it's gross and it's shameful and it's icky and it's dirty, right? And then on this other, other end of the spectrum, everything, fucking everything is sexualized. Everything from a very young age, we are introduced to sex in, um, advertising. And then in social media, things are sexualized and women's bodies and movies and music is so sexualized and objectified that women grow up to think that their body is just meant to please a man, right? That they're they're, They have to look good. They have to act and, 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 uh, pretend and fake orgasms to, to please the man, to stroke his ego, to make sure that he feels okay. Right. That's just not fucking healthy. And it's just not the reality. And then there's the, the dude side where they think that they're owed sex, right? They're owed sex by people and, When they don't get it or they get turned down or they get rejected by women, they get really butthurt. They get really angry because they feel like women owe them something, right? Because that's what we're programmed to believe about sex and about um, women and their bodies, right? Like people feel like they're entitled to a woman's body. Literally nobody is entitled to anybody's body except the person whose body it is, right? They don't have the right to judge it. They don't have the right to look at it. They don't have the right to touch it or, you know, um, verbally make comments about it, but yet people think that that's okay. They think that that's an okay thing to do, especially when it comes to women's bodies. And so women end up with so much shame around their bodies. They they end up with all this shame, all this guilt around their bodies because they're either... Their boobs are too big or their boobs aren't big enough. Their ass is too flat or their ass is too big or they're too something or they're not enough of something, right? There's always something. We're always taught that our bodies are not good enough, that our bodies always need work. When we look at our bodies this way, it creates so much shame, so much shame where it's hard to really honestly be present in the moment during sex, because we're, we have so much going on in our head, right? Like when you're having sex with your partner, whether if you're gay, straight, whatever, doesn't matter. If you're having sex with your partner, what's the first thing that usually comes to your head? Oh my God, how do I look? What did my vagina look like? Did I shave? Did I miss a spot? Oh my God. Are my rolls hanging out? Right? Like initially, like that's your first thing, especially if this is the first time you're having sex with your partner, Um, you have all these thoughts like all these like self-conscious thoughts that arise whether you're a confident person or not. When you have that much shame around your body or the way you look or the way that you feel or you know um, the way that you're perceiving yourself or the situation then it makes it hard to receive pleasure. You cannot receive pleasure, fully receive pleasure and be present in the moment if you have a lot of shame we have this space this this divine portal that lives within our body that is capable of creating new life and that makes us magical as fuck we are magical as fuck and the thing is, is people, men know that men know that we're magical as fuck. And that's why there's so many people trying to tell us what to do with our bodies. Tell us what we shouldn't be doing with our bodies. They tell us what we should wear, what we shouldn't be wearing. How many partners is too many partners, right? And there's all these like rules and constructs and conditionings about what a woman should be, how a woman should act, how a woman should dress, what, how, you know, a woman should think or, or behave like. People are so quick to want to control us because deep down they know how fucking magical and how fucking powerful we really are. And they want to condition us to not be aware of that because if every single woman on this planet Was aware of how much fucking power they held within their womb space, within their body, within their essence, right? That divine feminine energy. If they knew how powerful that was and how powerful they fucking were, oh boy, this, uh, the narrative would be a whole different story. And so that's why it's so important to really dissect the shame that we have around our bodies or around our sexual experiences or around our desires, because we have so much creative potential living within us buried underneath all these layers of shame, trauma, you know, abuse, neglect. And the thing is, is your womb space, whether you're a male or female, whether you have a physical womb or not, we all have a womb space. And that womb space is where our creative potential lives, so that lies around our sacral chakra, around your belly button, and that is your creative portal. That's where all your creative power comes from. No matter what your your beliefs are, how you view the world, or where you're at in your spiritual journey or your um, journey to find the truth, whatever whatever it is, um, the world isn't as it seems, right? It, it just isn't. And if you're on a spiritual path, you already know there's a lot of people waking up, a lot of light workers, a lot of um. Star seeds and and there's a lot of different types of energies and souls incarnated on this planet. Some are here to raise the vibration, to raise us into from 3D consciousness into 5D consciousness. And then there's some that have incarnated on this planet to keep us in the 3D, right, or to keep us in this tethered in this matrix, right, in this this 3D um, matrix. Nothing is inherently good and nothing is inherently bad. So first off, let's, let's go there because that's one of the reasons why we end up with a lot of shame because of these black and white principles that we're taught to believe, right? We're taught to believe this is good. This is bad. This is positive. This is negative. And these two poles and the definitions of each pole varies from person to person, depending on what their upbringing was, depending on what their programmings were, if they were brought up in religion, if they were brought up in, you know, a more open-minded household, if they were brought up with, you know, alcoholic parents or abusive parents, or they were brought up with loving parents. So everybody's programming is going to be different based off of their upbringing, based off of their experiences and their past and their soul's purpose, right? Those definitions of good and bad, right? They're just these, these, very black and white things. And so the reason why we end up with a lot of shame is because if our desires or our actions don't match up with what we've been programmed to believe is good and they fall into the category of what we believe is bad, even if we don't actually believe it, but it's programmed for us to believe that, then that's where a lot of that shame comes from. These uh, two conflicting narratives, right? Everything is sex, 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 everything's sexualized. And then there's, you're going to get pregnant and die, right? There's the two ends of the spectrum. These two narratives exist because they keep you divided and they keep you separated. They keep parts of you fractured off from your whole being because there's parts of you that have done things that fall into the bad category. And there's parts of you that have done things that fall into the good category. But what falls into the good category might actually not be good for you. Let's use this as an example. Let's say you were brought up to believe that you're supposed to marry, let's say you're a a female, right? And you, you were brought up to believe that you're supposed to marry a man and you're going to get married and you're going to have babies and you're going to live in this small little town and live this quaint little life. And that's good. That's what you're supposed to do. That fits in the good category. And then over here is the bad category and you were brought up to believe that, you know, um, being gay is bad or it's, uh, it's unacceptable or whatever the case is. And so if you at your core are not straight, yeah, you're a, you're a female and you like other women and you start to notice that you like other women, then a piece of you breaks off because you still want to see yourself as a good person, right? And that part of you isn't accepted, isn't accepted by your, your upbringing or by your programming. So your mind Starts to reject that part of you because it doesn't fit into the narrative of the programming that you were brought up to believe. When that happens, that person, this hypothetical person, could um, end up with internalized homophobia, right? And so what that means is internalized homophobia is where you might be accepting of other people being gay, but you still have this innate programming that hasn't been cleared out that sits in the back of your head. So then when you see other people on the street, you're like, oh, they're gay. They're happy. Like good for them. Love that for them. But that's not for me. I can't do that. I can't be gay, right? Even if they deep down, they are. And so they're fighting with themselves and battling themselves against who they actually are and what they've been programmed to believe they should be. And so this creates a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of resentment, a lot of hatred towards themselves. So that's one way that, um, programming could shame somebody into, you know, um, not believing in their own truth. And that's why a lot of times, you know, it's hard accepting who you are. Like there's so many people that tell you, Oh, just be yourself. But the thing is, sometimes it's really fucking hard to be you because you don't know who you is because you are buried underneath these layers of Trauma, of conditioning, of programming, of who you were taught you're supposed to be. And so, especially if you're a rule follower, right, and you um, are a people pleaser and you want to make other people happy and and keep the peace and and all of these things, it's going to be really hard to go against your programming because you, the you that is actually you, is buried underneath all these programs. And so, one of the things that I help people with is I help people shed these layer of programmings and conditionings and things so they can actually get to the core of who they are, especially shame. Shame is a really, really big one. And this is one that I struggled with a lot in my life too. I was always taught that I have to be a good girl. I have to behave. Um, I'm not supposed to speak up. I'm not supposed to, you know, be too loud or, or cause too many problems. And you know, This wasn't anything that was necessarily told to me verbally, but from my upbringing and things that I read into, that's how I was conditioned to believe I should behave. And so when I deviated from this image of a good girl, right, when I got, um, started exploring my sexuality when I started, you know, partying and doing all these things that went against this narrative of being a good girl. And so this created a fucking split in me, in my soul. And when you have these pieces of you that break off, um, you feel broken, right? And that's where that term broken comes from. A lot of people throw that term around like, oh, I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. I'm broken. But really what people are saying when they say they're broken is it means that there's layers of them that they've rejected or that society has rejected. And because society has rejected them or their upbringings have rejected them, they then reject that piece of them. And that piece gets broken off, you know, in their psyche or of their soul, and it gets stuffed away in the box of your shadows. When you have these pieces broken off, right, and you have parts of your soul missing or not missing, but they're, they're off in some other dimension or box or you've tucked them away in some other part of you, this narrative is done on purpose to keep us split because when we are split and when pieces of us are broken off and when we're not in our whole divine form, we don't know what our truth is. We don't know what our divine truth is. We don't know ourselves to the core. When we're in this state of confusion, of this state of fear, in this state of shame, deep, deep shame, we're easier to manipulate. We're easier to control. We're easier to just blindly follow. So there are whole corporations and industries that profit off of us being confused, that profit off of us being ashamed, right? Look at the porn industry. Look at the skyrocket that that is. And it's great. You know, people are making money off of that, but that wouldn't exist if people weren't so split off and ashamed. You know, look at the beauty industry. They they manipulate women and tell women all of these different stories about what they should be and who they should be and who they shouldn't be. And all these, there's these conflicting narratives where there's one narrative like, Oh, you need to be skinny. Then there's, Oh, you know, you need to have a big ass and big titties. Oh. And then there's all these different stories that we're being told and it splits us off and creates these fractures and creates these little bits and pieces of us that breaks us off from the whole of who we are. So when people say that we're broken, or somebody says they're broken, they don't realize that that's what they mean when they say that, right? Because it goes deep like that. And so when we are quote unquote broken, or we have these pieces fragmented off of us, um, we become the perfect consumer. We become the perfect target to sell something to these marketing companies and these giant corporations, right? they're smart. They have billions of dollars. They have millions and billions of dollars and they put so much money into their marketing. They put so much money into their research they know all of this. They know all of this. They're fucking smart. They're 10 steps ahead of us. They know human psychology. They know how the mind works, but the average person does not. The average person does not know how their own mind works. They do not know how their own body works. They go based off of what these big corporations who are trying to make money off of them are telling them. And so do you see how this cycle can perpetuate where it's this cycle of, Oh, I'm going to tell you that sex is bad. But then over here, I know you have these, these deep desires. I know they're lurking in the shadows of your subconscious, right? And so because you have these deep desires that we're telling you, you should be suppressing. We're going to trigger that, right? We're going to trigger that from behind the wall, from behind the curtain, from behind the veil. And we're going to trigger that subconscious programming to make you come to this side and make you buy and make you spend your money and make you give your power away. Right. And, and because that's all uh, money is money is just energy. It's an extension of your energy and people think that money is evil, but it's not money is just an extension of your own energy. So if your energy is bad and evil, then money is just going to extend and feed into that. So if you're this kind, generous person, and you have money, you know, that money is just an extension of your generosity. So you can pour more of your generous spirit into the world. And that's why, um, a lot of people get hung up on money because we are programmed to believe that money is bad. That money is not for spiritual people. That if we desire money, then we're bad people and we're not good spiritual people and we're not really spiritual if we want material things, right? But the thing is, is we live on this 3D planet, so it's okay to uh, to play in some of this 3D world, right? We came here for a reason, to enjoy it. Yes, we're here to learn lessons. Yes, we're here to raise our vibration and raise the consciousness and raise the frequency of the collective, but we also can have fun while we fucking do it. And so- that's why there's shame around money. There's shame around sex. There's shame around, you know, your spiritual truth. There's shame around all these different things, the esoteric, right? All these esoteric, um, topics, they, um, people shame it as witchcraft or fucking hippie dippy woo woo shit. Right. The same thing with conspiracy theories, right? They, they have this level of, uh, like a joke around them. So, um, it's done on purpose like this because If you think money is a joke, right? You're not going to want to obtain money. Or if you think money is bad, you're not going to want to obtain money. You think that your sexual energy is bad and it's dirty, then you're not going to want to explore it more. If you think that these esoteric topics that connecting to the divine and connecting to your own power is crazy witchcraft and woo-woo shit, you're not going to want to explore that more. And the same thing with conspiracy theories, they put this label conspiracy theory. So people think you're a fucking quack and think you're crazy. But the thing is anything that has that, um, that layer of judgment, right? Because that's all that layer is. It's just judgment. That layer of judgment is the key to expanding, right? Moving beyond that layer of judgment. So the next time you hear something fucking crazy or something that goes against your programming and you scoff it off and you're like, that's fucking crazy. You're, you're a conspiracy theorist, or you're just, you're just playing in these hippie woo woo worlds okay, well, why do you say that? What, make, what belief led you to say that? And have you actually explored what's on the other side of that judgment, right? We're conditioned to judge the shit out of things that we know nothing about. We're conditioned to judge the shit out of, you know, people that we don't understand because it keeps us in our same lane. It keeps us in our comfort zone. And if you stay in your comfort zone, there's no expansion there. There's no growth there. And then it keeps you in that same perpetual story, which again, makes you easier to control, makes you easier to manipulate, makes you, which makes you easier to profit off of. And that's all of this, this stuff is, um, yes, some of it's energetic, right? They want to, your energy is, um, worth a lot. Your energy is worth so much. And there's people that are consistently sucking out your energy through social media, through, you know, fear, through all these different things, through shame. Right. And, uh, there's people that there's all these companies that are sucking out your money, trying to get you to spend your money with them, spend your money with them, spend your money with them, which like we talked about money is just an extension of your energy. Everything on this planet in this universe is Energy And on the other side of the shame in these judgments, right? On the other side of these taboos, on the other side of these programmings, is the keys to your expansion, is the keys to your growth, is the keys to you understanding yourself better. When you understand yourself better, you understand how the world works better. And when you understand how the world works better, you understand how the universe works better. And then when you understand the universe works better, you understand your own power and that you are just an extension of source. You are a part of source energy. Literally the creator, the source, the universe, God, whatever you want to label it, whatever you want to call it, this life force, this energetic life force that strings us all together. We are all just an extension of this energy experiencing itself in different forms. And so that's why it's important too to understand that there's supposed to be differences. We're all supposed to have different beliefs. We're all supposed to see this truth, this story from different perspectives. So when we learn to move through this shame instead of hanging on to it and harboring it and letting it live within our bodies, we instead have to move through it, move with it feel it allow that shame to be there and understand why it's there why is the shame here and ask what is this shame trying to teach me what is this feeling of shame trying to show me well it's trying to show you where parts of you are broken off due to conditioning due to programming due to outdated beliefs and thoughts that you have right outdated beliefs and thoughts that no longer align with who you actually are as a person. It could also be, shame could also exist when we act out of conditioning, right? When we act out of conditioning and we do what we think we're supposed to do, but it doesn't align with our core being. And I'll kind of give you an example of that. A lot of times when I went on dates with men, I often ended up sleeping with men That I didn't want to sleep with because I thought I was supposed to. I thought that I owed them something. I had this belief in my head from programming that I'm supposed to just give my body to them because they bought me dinner or I'm supposed to give my body to them. So they'll like me or to show them that I'm enough or to show them that I'm worth something. And at the core of my being I didn't believe that. I knew that wasn't my truth, but there was some conditioning, some programming that made me fall into that pattern or that trap. And so anytime that I would sleep with a guy that I really didn't want to sleep with, but I just did it out of obligation or because that's what I thought I was supposed to do later when I would go home, I would feel this deep brokenness, this deep disappointment, this deep shame because I was going against my own truth to go along with my programming. When conditioning takes over and conditioning ends up being the leader and we feel that that conditioning isn't right within our bodies or that conditioning isn't right within our soul, that breaks off a little piece of us too because we're Acting not within our truth, we're acting out of what we're supposed to be doing or what we think we're supposed to be doing. In a way, I traumatized myself a lot because I was going against my own truth and sleeping with people that I didn't want to sleep with just because that's what I thought I needed to do. And so that created a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and and a lot a lot of shame around um, my sexuality. And I was giving my power away, my divine essence, my divine power, because I didn't know any better. And that's the thing with conditioning is we don't know better because this is what we're taught. This is what we're taught to believe through various different um, narratives or stories or things like that. That's why it's important to really get to know yourself to really explore these feelings, because that's how you get to move through these, right? When you start questioning, well, why do I feel like that? After I sleep with somebody, why do I feel this shame? Is it because it's actually going against my own truth? Or is it because I'm taught that sleeping with someone is bad and this is actually what I wanted? So to really get to the bottom of it, you need to understand what is it that I actually want? What is it that I myself, my sovereign, divine, spiritual self, what do I want? Not what does this conditioning want from me? Not what does my ego want from me? What do I want on a spiritual soul level? And does this resonate with who I am as a person? And sometimes that's really hard to discern. It's really hard to understand what you want because of these layers of conditioning. And that's why it's important to really understand how the subconscious work and how this this conditioning and programming works, right? And how these narratives work. So I just want you to know that it's really normal to feel this shame because we're all taught different things and we're all taught to not accept ourselves on a deep level. We're all taught to go against our natural instincts and to just go with the flow and go with um, what other people are telling us to do and to ignore our inner compass. I'm here to open up the conversation to bring awareness because awareness is the key to being able to make those big shifts. If you're not aware of something being a problem, then there's no way you can heal it or move through it or move to the next level because you're not aware. And so as you Peel back each of these layers, and let each of these layers dissolve. It's going to gradually and naturally. There's no need to force it. It's just going to naturally shift into that next layer until we get all the way up into neutrality. And neutrality is a really good place to be most of the time. We all have a um, a resting frequency, right? Maybe your base uh, level of consciousness is fear, or maybe your base level of you know consciousness is pride or maybe it's courage or maybe it's neutrality or maybe it's willingness or acceptance or reason or love or joy whatever your what you feel 80% of the time whatever that base emotion is that you feel that's your base frequency and so as you move through each of these layers you start to raise your base frequency. I would say most for a good portion of my life, my base level was around the grief and fear, which is pretty low, right? It's pretty low. And so I was vibrating at that consistently. And many of us are. Many of us are vibrating at these levels consistently, at these grief, these fear, you know, these shame levels. And in order to bring more good things into your life, you have to work through those levels to get to the next levels. I'm going to put a link to this chart so you can see it, but I'm somewhere probably in the green area on my base level. And obviously my it rises, right? It goes up and down depending on where I'm at in life or what I'm working through. But when you come back from those ups and downs, where is where is your resting point? And I would say my resting point is probably at willingness right? Willingness or acceptance because I'm, you know, usually pretty optimistic now, but the thing is, is I used to not be, I used to not be optimistic. I used to be a whole different person. I used to live in that grief, in that, that, um, regret in that anxiety, in that depression, right? I used to live there as many people do because, our programming keeps us in those lower frequencies. And so as you move through these, as you raise your frequency, as you raise your base set point, you start to, to, um, raise the standard for what you allow into your life and what is allowed to come into your life. So if you're vibrating at these lower levels, it's hard to consistently let in other things that are a vibrational match, um, that are, that aren't a vibrational match, but things that you want, right? So say you want a loving relationship, but you're always sitting around that grief fear state. Well, based off of the law of, you know, attraction and vibration and just energy in general, you're going to keep attracting things that are relationships that keep you in that fear state or that perpetuate that depression in that, um, that grief state And until you learn to move through them with non-attachment, right? A lot of times we get stuck in those lower vibrations because of the stories that are attached to our emotions. It's not the actual emotions that are keeping us stuck there. It's the stories. It's the narratives. It's what we're telling ourselves, um, the reason that we are in this state, right? The, The story that we are a victim or the story that we... You know, we have so much to be afraid of or the story that we need to worry about everything. Whatever that story is, it's the story. It's the words. It's the intellectualized part that is keeping you stuck. It's not the emotion because the emotions are just energy and energy. You can move energy and call in new energy and pull energy and move it so easy, but it's the mind. It's the thinking mind. It's that intellectualized part that keeps you stuck in that same pattern that keeps you stuck in those same frequencies. And it makes it harder to move through them because a lot of times we attach our identity to these stories. We attach, we attach our identity and the story of who we are to these stories from the past of what happened and what they mean about us. And so when we're able to detach from the story and just separate the emotion from the story and just allow ourselves to feel the emotion without the story, then it becomes easier to move through all these different layers and to heal through all these different layers so we can attract and vibrate at these higher states of consciousness so we can call in more beautiful things. And when you start with you, when you start with raising your own vibration and your own consciousness, that has a ripple effect on the collective, right? And as each one of us starts to heal and raise our vibration, it raises the vibration of the collective. And so if we raise the vibration of the collective, then it sets the tone for these bigger events that happen, right? That's why there's so many crazy things happening right now in the, the world because we're all going through this collective shadow work. We're going through these levels as a whole and we're starting to see these things come to the surface so they can be healed so they can be worked through so they can be transformed into the next layer and so that's the whole point of all this that's the whole point of working through all this so then we can create not only a better life for ourselves but a better life in a better world just in general altogether. so shit doesn't suck as much right so people don't suck as much hopefully that was helpful for you guys um Thank you guys so, so much for listening to the very first episode. We're going to have some guests on here. I don't know who yet, but we're going to work it out. And we're going to have some really good uh, conversations and work through these different levels together as spiritual thoughts. Where all my spiritual thought is at, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next time. Bye. <laughs> that was super bitchy. <laughs> That was super bitchy. It's what, um, okay. Anyway, so bye guys.